steps to successfully start and launch a podcast. And we have some important updates on terms of service and privacy policy for Spreaker. Well, welcome to the Spreaker Live Show. This is episode 155 for May 23rd, 2018. Thank you so much for taking some time and getting this episode and, and listening to it. Uh, we really work hard here at the Spreaker Live Show and at Spreaker and, um, and VoxNest and Block Talk Radio to uh, be a resource for you as a podcaster out there or somebody that's uh, trying to become a podcaster. So we kind of live in um, multiple worlds in that area. And my name is Rob Greenlee, and I'm the head of partnerships at VoxNest, Spreaker, and Block Talk Radio. And thanks, like I said, thank you for downloading us today and uh, listening to the show. I'm joined again by my co-host, who's actually on the Skype line, Mr. Alex Exum, who's the host of the Exum Experience podcast on Spreaker. It's great to have you back, Alex. I know it's been a couple weeks. Howdy. Howdy. Glad to be back, Rob. Glad to yes. be back as always. Glad we're back on track. I yes. miss doing the show. I feel like I haven't had my daily dose of podcasting news and, yeah, and right. fun-filled talks with you. So I'm glad we're well, back, Rob. We just always a pleasure. Do, do this show to try and provide some tips and ideas on how you can produce a better podcast and to maybe grow your show. Um, just some ideas, things that come from years of experience and uh, learning from other people. And that's basically what uh, what grows this medium is sharing information about tips and tricks and how to streamline the production of your show and, and hopefully grow an audience. That's, that's always the goal here. But uh, we stream this show live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, well, most Wednesdays, from SpreakerLiveShow.com. And uh, it can be found actually in the uh, Spreaker Live Show apps on iOS and Android. You can go get an app for this show, a very specific app to this, to get access to the live show that we do every Wednesday, as well as um, all the archives that we have. As you can see, we've got about 155 episodes, so we've covered a lot of topics, Alex, on this show over the couple of years that this show has been operating. That's no small number. That's a lot of, a lot of episodes. Yeah. Well, I was cheating a little bit. I think I've maybe mentioned this in past episodes, but I would like go to Podcast Movement and do like uh, 12 episodes in like three days. <laughs> I remember that. I was listening yeah. during those. Yeah. Yeah. I would just turn on the microphone, bring up a guest and uh, start talking. You know, and it was part of what this show tries to be as a, as a representative uh, or an example might be a better way of saying it um, to what you can do on the speaker platform around creating a live show or just pre-recording. But, you know, it does take a little bit of a different approach to do it that way. And Spreaker does give you all the tools that you need to actually do a live show in combination with putting it out as a podcast. Um, so the only other one I even know of is blog talk radio. And I guess that's all one in the same now. Right, Rob? So well, yeah, I mean, it's to really broadcast remotely. You know what I mean? I mean? To do it remotely. I mean, there's not much I mean, out there. Alex, other than these. I, yeah, I, I was really surprised. I talked to a Block Talk Radio podcaster just yesterday and mm. had an interesting conversation with it. They're, they've been producing a show on Block Talk Radio for uh, you know a couple of years. They have like 300 episodes. And surprisingly, wow. the uh, show host that I was talking to hadn't even heard of podcasting. So I thought it was interesting. Wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's got a podcast? He's never heard of podcasting? What does well, he think he, he's doing, radio? 
Well, he does it live, right, on, on the Block Talk Radio platform, and he has an RSS feed on his page, but he you know does what? not. Think... He didn't know anything about distributing to iTunes. You know, it's funny. I didn't even think about that. Does Blog Talk Radio, I even, did they even promote themselves? as? A, yeah, it says podcasting. It says radio and podcasting. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Okay. So, well, yeah, I guess that could happen. It's a little strange. The guy's never heard of podcasting. But interesting. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think that there is a certain amount of users, and these users exist on Spreaker, too, that uh, just never submit their RSS feeds to iTunes. Or to any of the podcast listening platforms, they only focus on driving their audience to either their website through a web player or to the Block Talk Radio or Spreaker platform. And they just do the show live, and that's how they build their audience. So, and that's fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. I just think they're missing a, a potential yeah, bigger yeah. audience. Yeah, right, exactly. So. And that's, that's what I had this conversation with this show host. I was just telling him, well... There's this whole other world that you can build your audience, you know, and and grow your show over on the on-demand side of podcasting. And that's really what it is, as opposed to the world that they were living in, which was more of a live platform, more of a radio kind of online radio type of right. um, distribution strategy, right? And that's really all it is. I mean, what's your distribution strategy? Is it on-demand or is it live, right? Those are the choices, but you don't have to choose, actually. You can do both. So, and that's the power of these platforms and you know what rob i'm sorry that don't don't understand that yeah and i'm sorry i I said earlier i don't really get it but now i'm thinking actually in the first days when i started looking into platforms and i did use blog talk radio in the beginning part of the draw for blog talk radio as opposed to spreaker is that it's easier to use because you just have to dial into a number if you want right so people just pick up a phone and call and do the show so i think that group of people who are not maybe more technically savvy or they just don't want to get into all that and uploading and adding yeah. tags and yeah. that's that's a good solution for them so it makes sense now that he didn't really know about rss feeds why would he right he's using the blog talk radio platform which is really an ecosystem kind of unto itself there's a yeah. lot of hosts that kind of it's kind of like spreaker where they listen to each other's shows and they're on each other's shows and comments and things like i have a lot of crossover um from this show to the XM experience and back and forth. So I could see that going the same type of thing with the blog talk radio people, you know, type of thing. You build a little tribe. So, well, and I think as you look at this uh, show topic that we're talking about, the steps to successfully starting and launching a podcast. I mean, these are things that we have talked about on this show in the past and it's, but it's always good to kind of reiterate these things and, and bring them because new people are listening to the show all the time. And plus and things change that are, well, yeah, that and people that are on these platforms don't maybe don't know about podcasting. Right. Just like what I was saying. So, you know, this is a learning process and, and actually one little twist to this topic too, which I didn't allude to in the lead in was, was that much of what we're going to talk about here on the show applies to shows that are existing podcasts too. Ones that are already publishing episodes, they can certainly kind of do a little bit of reboot on what they're doing and their strategies and how they approach building an audience and, and they can always work on maybe getting additional distribution on other platforms. There, there, there's a bunch of stuff that you can do. You can rejigger your online marketing strategies. You can do all these things to you know hopefully reach your target audience and grow your show. And, and really a lot of these foundational ideas here, and maybe we should just jump into it here in the next minute here. I wanted to mention a couple of things I'm going to be going to Lisbon, Portugal here next week. So I won't be doing a show next week either. 
because uh, I will be in Europe doing a two-day podcasting workshop for journalists at a conference called Gen Summit. I think I mentioned it in the last episode that we have. Um, but I'm leaving on Sunday to, to go to, uh, to Lisbon, Portugal for about six days. So it'll be, uh, be an interesting experience talking to a, a bunch of uh, global journalists about how to launch and start a podcast. And I mean, if you think about that audience, that audience is journalists, right? So they typically are storytellers. So you think about how popular storytelling podcasts are today. Uh, it's a perfect audience for podcasting. That's what most journalists do is they tell a story. Um, it just so happens that that's a reality-based story that's based in what's happening on the ground um, around some hot topic um, that's happening. Um, but, you know, certainly on the video side, they've certainly honed that craft, haven't they, Alex, uh, around I'm, storytelling? <clears throat> yeah, I'm always surprised, Rob, that more journalists aren't podcasters because it seems like it would be a perfect fit. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it just seems so easy. And even turning in the very articles into a podcast, just read the flipping article. I practically hire articles on my other show, right? I mean half the show will be part of the article that I'm dissecting. <clears throat> so yeah, I think it's great. I, You know, they, they chose the right guy uh, for this obviously. But that's something I would be interested in. Well, not that I would be able to teach them much but just to learn what they want to use it for and how they're going to try and incorporate it into their – um, blogs or, you know, the, the, whatever news websites they work for and things like that. So it's huge. I mean, we were talking about earlier, Rob, about, um, NPR, you know, buying that podcasting app and they're heavily invested in the podcasting so that you're going to probably see a ton of journalists starting their own podcasts on that very app and things like that. So yeah, that'll be fun, Rob. Are you, are you looking for, is that just you or the whole Spreaker team or just you doing a little solo? Uh, it's going to be myself and Tony are going to be there. Um, but I'm, I'm co presenting with another presenter that's um that does a lot of um kind of like production of storytelling podcasts so mm -hmm. she's like a like a professor that teaches kind of journalism <clears throat> so she's okay. gonna talk about how to how to actually put the content together and then i'm gonna talk about more of the nuts and bolts of um how to start and launch a podcast and and how to get it hosted and and just kind of like what's happening in the industry and things like that so I mean, a lot of what we're talking about, what we're going to talk about here in the next, you know, twenty minutes, are are almost directly from my presentation that I'm doing uh, at the conference. So you're going to get, you know, some of these same ideas. But you know, I mean, a lot of them. If you are a regular listener of the show, you probably heard some of these before. Um, but I I wanted to run through them again and kind of, um, like, like I said, you know, there's always new people listening to the show all, all the time, and I I think any podcaster can actually benefit from un understanding this stuff. So let's just go ahead and jump in here. If you wanted to go see what's going on with the Gen Summit, uh, it's at uh, gensummit.org. Uh, and you can see kind of the lineup of speakers that they've got, like the founder of Wikipedia is going to be there and and just kind of uh, journalists really? from all, all, all over the world um, are, are showing up there. It's going to be probably like six or 700 people. Uh, oh, this is a, okay. It's kind of big. It's a good size conference, yeah. Um, and and Spreaker's been involved with it in the past too. So, actually, Francesco, our CEO and president, has uh, spoken at this conference uh, in the past. So this is the first time that I've I've gone though. So Wikipedia so, is like well, I think it's the seventh most visited website in the world. Just so people know, I mean, it's yeah. a huge website. Yeah. 
And anyway. it's it's not really a journalist journalism website, but it's certainly um, you know a source of information uh, in in a vast quantity of uh, areas, right? Of interest out there. Uh, it's not always accurate, but <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, let's uh, Alex, let's just jump in and start talking about some of the successful um, strategies to start and launch a podcast. I mean, it's it's really. And I say this a lot on a lot of the podcasts that I am guests on, too, is talking about, you know, at the beginning of the show, and if you have an existing show, these are things to think about, too, is what are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish with your show? You know, and um, as part of that new show process, you need to think about your name, uh, timelines on what you're trying to accomplish here. When are you trying to launch your show? Uh, just trying to figure out in a step-by-step process um, what you need to do to to pull this together, you know, um, where's the location of your recording? Where are you going to record your show? Is it going to be, um, sometimes on the road? Are you going to do it in your bedroom? Are you going to do it in your closet? You need to think about these things. I mean, some people record their podcasts in their car. Um, so it just, you know, there's a lot of choices that you need to think about before you launch one of these things. And then least of all is a budget, right? Um, how much are you going to spend on recording equipment? Uh, do you have what you need to record a podcast today? What's your recording production and editing software? The, those are all important things too that you need to think about, you know, and what's your skill level with using those tools? Um, maybe you need to go through some period of time when you you know, you're just playing around, you're creating some audio, you're playing around the editing software to kind of educate yourself about how to do this. And sometimes pulling recording equipment together, microphones and mixers and USB, you know, adapters and, you know, USB interfaces, you know, you need to tap into some friends that maybe have some experience, or if you have contacts with some existing podcasters or go watch some YouTube videos or, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways you can get information on how to, put your equipment together. Alex, any uh, thoughts on any of that stuff? Yeah. You know, one just general comment I want to say right yeah. off the top, Rob, Yeah, write it down. This is one thing I notice about a lot of people. They don't, and I'm not trying to, you know, sound like, like I'm talking with such highfalutin language. I, I got all the answers, but I write everything down, Rob. I, I'm always writing as we're doing our show. I have pens everywhere because I always lose them, but people don't write stuff down. No, seriously. And I, like people, when they're planning a podcast, just kind of, they do it all in their head and just start up, you know, I don't know. They go to Canva and like create a, a, a an image in five seconds, right? That's not very good because it's yeah. a, in Canva and everybody's using similar stuff. And then they come up with a, a show title in a minute, 30 seconds. Oh, go to the Alex Exum show. You know, I mean, I guess everybody, you know, goes through that same process. And then after their first episode or a, a day or a week later, they go, oh, I don't like the name or I didn't, the logos, this and that. So it's like, before people start like just rushing into it, I just say write it all down. Like this list you have, I hope you put this in the show. This is great, right? You could almost use this as a workbook, what we're looking at here on Google Docs. But people don't write lists down. And like just the very first thing you said, like what do you want to accomplish, right? People never even think about that. Right? They just want to start a podcast because everyone's got one. They're really popular now. And they heard one they like, so they figure, hey, I can get a mic and do it. But why are you even – what's the point of turning the mic on? You know, are you trying to make money? Is this to promote your business? Is it to just talk about your hobby? Is it to vent? I can tell you the Exum experience, that started just to vent and it, it turned into something totally different. People don't write stuff down, Rob. So I'm just saying like all of these ideas that you have are great. We should have this as like for people to print and they can actually write down. First one, right off the top, budget. Nobody even thinks about that. Everyone starts downloading apps and audacity and free software and stuff, right? And then all of a sudden they realize if I want to sound great, I got to spend a little money. 
I got to yeah. get a mic. Yeah. I got to get a mixer. There's certain things you got to get. And yeah. you, you start to realize I got to I got to fund this thing now. Now I'm spending money. How long is it going to be till the wife says, hey, money's going out the door. You can never make money on your silly hobby. Right? I've heard podcasters say these very things. Oh, yeah. So anyway. Just like very, very important, write stuff down. What's the idea that you have? Why do you want to do the show? And are you going to make money or are you going to fund this whole thing yourself? Because, Rob, how many people do we know, at least I know, I won't speak for you, that have pod faded because they're just not making any money and they're spending money and they're spending money on hosting and blah, 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 blah. Look, if you have the radio station account on Spreaker, the account that I have, it's $1,200 a year, right? Or $1,100. I mean, that's not, you know. That's nothing to sneeze at, Rob. You know, that's no, giving yourself uh, an 1100 yeah. year array. And there's other pricing tiers a little bit lower, the more affordable. But what I'm getting at, if you're going full blown, you want to start recording live or 24 seven and you got tons of show ideas, you want to build a network even, you could do that. Um, but it's going to cost you a little money. So are you willing to do this without getting paid? Yeah. A lot of people don't think about that. And so six months down the line, they're spending all this money on hosting and their website and maybe a graphic designer and voiceover artist. I spent money on all these things to get it all up and running. And you start realizing I got to fund this thing. So anyway, I'll stop yeah. right there, Rob, because I know we got a lot to talk about, but people don't write things down. Well, it's also, you know, goals can change too. So just cause you write yeah. something down, I mean, I don't, you know, Alex, I think that just putting down some kind of loose goals, I think at the beginning is probably the smart thing. Brainstorming. You're, Brainstorming. you're going sure. to change. You're going to change your goals as you're going through this process. Because you're going to learn things, you're going to hear other shows, you're going to tweak things, you're going to change things, and that's part of the process. That's part of you learning what works for you and what works for your particular situation, right? Your recording situation, what you want to do around the content. Some people like to do remote recordings. Some people like to record stuff on the road. So you need to think about what kind of equipment you need to be able to do remote recordings versus um, the recording in like a like a bedroom in your house or something like that where you can have a professional microphone and stuff. So you may have to have two sets of recording equipment, one that you can take on the road and one that you can use on a weekly basis in your office. So there's a lot of things to think about and where you're recording and what does the sound sound like. Um, you know, lots of people, you know, do all sorts of things, but you're not going to even when you start and you write down, like Alex was saying, you're going to change that. So I would write. And I don't pencil. mean. I would write. No, no, thank pencil you. Because you can. Thank you, can thank you for it. clarifying. Yeah. You know, thank you for clarifying. I don't mean etch it in stone, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean engrave it in laser, but have a, for example, you don't have to have a detailed roadmap, right? Telling you go point A, point B, but you know. You need to know you're going to Mexico if you're going to Cancun, yeah, right? right? But you don't have to know all the routes and everything. So, yes, Rob, thank you for clarifying. Keep it loose. I didn't – maybe that came off wrong. Is like write well, it down, no, stick I to mean, that plan and never waver. To, yeah. to start off with knowing what you want to do and and as as refined as it can be I think is, is what you're shooting for. But just realize that things are going to change. I mean I don't know how many uh, microphones you bought at the beginning, but I think that there's – you know, or like the first year of starting a podcast, you're going to probably go through two or three microphones 
just because oh this one didn't really turn out the way I was hoping it would and but I'm going to get this one because I heard it's better and you know so you're going to have these evolutions I mean I've got you know closets full of old microphones if that tells you anything so, <laughs> so you know, just I'm sure of, a lot of people do yeah, I, I don't know yeah. I don't I mean it's just going to it's going to happen you know I mean and you you're going to get a closet full of wires you're going to get a closet full of yes. all sorts of stuff that actually accumulates over time and it's just part of the process and you're going to try different software to record and and so your process is not going to stay the same but the concept of what you're trying to do is you're trying to build the quality audio that you need to be successful and that's that's the goal and and you're going to improve you said something that just really just hit me over the head because i realized this halfway through my podcasting experience um microphones matter (laughs) They matter. So buy the best mic that you can afford. A lot of people will say in the comments and things, they'll mention something about my voice, right? And a lot of people don't realize the mic does a lot of that work. If I were using a, my phone or my headset that I use, you know, for Skype calls, you know, not like broadcasting, I sound different. You know, it sounds tin canny and it doesn't sound great. But when you have a beautiful microphone and the proper equipment set up correctly, Nice mixer, the, the right wires. I, you got to have nice wires that are shielded because we're all doing this around monitors and stuff like that. I learned that the hard way, Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's really important to make it sound the best as we always talk about. But doing your research on microphones is not that hard. I mean, there's so much good information out there. I, like I said, I was lucky. I don't have a ton of microphones because I have the beautiful Blue Spark microphone, which is an amazing microphone. But I did a ton of research on it mm-hmm. first. Um, a ton, 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 ton of research before I bought this mic and it sounds good. Maybe not as nice as your Rob, your mics that you have there, Rob, but you know, for 200 bucks, you can't do much. You've got a good one there. So, I mean, I mean, you don't have to spend three or four or 500 bucks on microphones to sound good. Um, (laughs) Right. But you'll see a lot of people who will not take that into consider. I mean, we've heard all, we've all heard lousy sounding podcasts and they'll do a lot of work and they spend so much time on it just you want to sound good. (laughs) You know what I mean? And we've had, how many shows have you tuned into? They have a beautiful logo. They have a great website. You go, this is going to be a great show. You tune in and it just, it sounds like the guy's like talking over here and you know what I mean? And the other guy's like, over. it's just sound you can't, you can't even hear it practically. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I mean, it's a balancing act. There's a lot of pieces that need to come together just right. You know, and this is, this is an art form. It's, it's really, you know, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. There's a lot of things that can go yeah. right. So you just have to, you know, tweak it and listen to it and listen to other people and just learn. And like I keep saying, I've said repeatedly, you know, you know, fail fast. I mean, you, you can't know everything when you start something like this. Um, but you can be observant and you can be able to adjust quickly. And I think that's yeah. that's the key to success in podcasting is you need to learn and adjust quickly. And I know we're diverting a little bit from this list. We'll go back to it. But one real quick thing, Rob. And you yeah. don't need to pay somebody to show you how to podcast, right? You can get this info. You can listen to this yeah. show, other shows. People are familiar with Dave Jackson, the audacity to podcast, the podcasting school, free sources online. But yeah. there are people who will take your money, Rob. We've seen these oh, companies yeah. a bazillion times. Some come and go. I just – was it you who sent me this thing? Oh, it was on Twitter that you sent about this company that you pay them. I think it was 10 or 15 grand and they promised to get you at number 10 of iTunes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to go into it, but so there are people out there that will take your money. 
And you oh, don't yeah. necessarily need to do that to have a successful podcast. And is it really going to work? It's like buying fake Twitter followers. What's the point? Yeah. So anyway, we have to say it because a lot of people will say this is, you know, sometimes they look at this, oh, this sounds complicated. Look at all this stuff, RSS hosting, you know, uh, uh, all this stuff. Uh, where do I put it? How do I get the art? Where, blah, blah, blah. I might as well just go to someone and have them do it. And they're going to cost, some of these guys cost big bucks. I mean, they'll, they'll charge you per show just to produce your show, like 50, 100, 150 bucks. How, I mean, what's that going to cost you if you're doing a show a week or a show a month? So anyway, stay away from them, folks. That's my opinion. Yeah, agreed. So you, and then the next thing you need to think about, too, is selecting your podcast hosting platform, you know, RSS creation, monetization tools. If you want monetization, you know, starting out with monetization at the very beginning of a podcast may not may be okay to do you're not going to make much money but in mm -hmm. some ways it's okay because what you're doing is you're setting expectations in your audience that that's what your show has in it instead of building an audience and then adding it later which can be a little bit of a shock to your audience so i mean it's not a bad idea just to turn it on from the beginning make it sure. available maybe you just do affiliate programs to get started with or you turn on automatic monetization like what spreaker has or um or Dynamo, which is our other product uh, that will take care of all that stuff for you. Um, and then, then the other big thing too is you got to create um, some artwork for your show. You know, four, fourteen hundred by fourteen hundred or three thousand by three thousand pixel square image uh, with big bold text, colorful logo. Make it look great. You know, look professional. Go to iTunes. Look at the top two hundred list of the the logos that are up there and get an idea of what you're up against um, as far as artwork goes. So, And you could always hire someone. I mean, it, it's yeah. not, you know, I know a lot of people don't want to spend too much money, but there are places where you can hire someone for, uh, they even have Fiverr. I don't recommend Fiverr, but even like $99, you can get a yeah. decent design logo. I think you host some of those. You have some of those recommendations. Or you, Spreaker yeah, used the, to work with yeah, a company. On the Spreaker, I think in the... The store area of Spreaker, I think we have some recommendations in there for solving some of these issues. So it's it's great to look over there. And then the other thing, too, is you need to think about your online marketing strategy. How are you going to reach your target listener that's listening in your genre of content? And I think keywords, search keywords are important, making sure that your web pages or your show pages and your RSS feed have the the keywords that you need to reach your audience. And I think those are important with any kind of online marketing strategy and things to um, pull together as you're pulling together the show. What are the keywords that people would use to find the content that you're producing in your show? And I, and really make sure that your your text and your metadata are optimized for those topics and those keywords that uh, your audience is looking for in relation to your podcast. So maybe you need to create uh, content, uh, other content too, written content, uh, articles. Um, you know, people do a lot with social media when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, you know, you need to probably have a website um, and drive people to social media um, using that website and as a kind of like a content marketing strategy and then have your show available there. So it's the synergy of 
of content. Maybe get involved in doing some videos. I know, um, you know, there's some success that can be found on creating videos on YouTube and having your audio over there with those YouTube videos. So, you know, there's strategies you need to pull together to, to build an audience. It, people aren't just going to come to you magically just because you're in all the listening platforms. You have to Rob, find them. Yeah, you're right. And one important thing, because I, I agree with SEO. I, I mean, I've studied this, I've taken courses on it and there's a lot to be said about it. But when it comes to podcasting and being found, you really, we've talked about being famous and already having a name. That's one way. Okay, fine. But for the average guy, right? For someone like me, right? You must, we got to be honest about this. Sometimes I'm not happy with some of these companies, as we said on the show, you must be on social media. And that would include at least now Twitter's great for podcasters for some reason. There's a lot of podcasts on there, but for all sorts of news, but you must at least be on Facebook or YouTube period. End of story. Period, end of story. Because how else are you going to get the listens? They're the two most popular websites in the world. Well, Google's number one. Then you have Facebook, number two. And then you have YouTube, number three. Okay, 1.1 billion, billion, with a B, unique visitors on no, on Facebook. 1.1 on YouTube. And then 1.6, I believe, uh, for just Google search. So Google search, yeah, you have to be listed. You have to have keywords because you need to come up in, in, in the uh, – uh, in the search, but SEO optimization isn't easy. That's a whole nother show unto itself. We could spend an entire hour on that. Well, but that and also you, Alex, you know, you've got, you know, the real reality now of these social platforms is that organically, you're not going to get much visibility on these platforms. Um, what people are being forced to have to do now is they're having to pay for uh, promoted yep. posts more and more. No, True. True. Uh, yeah. But but uh, that's where the audience a large is. Audience, you're going to have to probably start paying. You're going to have to establish a budget, just like I talked about the earlier thing, um, that may involve some online marketing. So if you want to build your show, because these platforms are not just giving traffic away for free anymore, like they did in the early days. They're not giving away free traffic, but if you're not on there, you're nowhere because that's oh, where everybody's yeah. spending their time. Yeah. So you I mean, have well, to be there. LinkedIn is another one too. If you're doing a business podcast of some sort, you better need to you need to be over on LinkedIn too. Link LinkedIn. I mean, look, if Wikipedia would let me upload a podcast, I'd do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wikipedia is not. What did I say earlier? Number six. I think Wikipedia is number six, and Twitter is actually number seven in terms of numbers. I know all these numbers because I had to do all the research. What I'm getting at is. The SEO in a website is great, but listen, I have a website. I've had a website since 2000. I get maybe 100 unique visits a month, <laughs> right? Yeah. If I'm on YouTube, if I'm on Facebook, which I, I'm, I, I was on Facebook for a day. They blocked me out. I don't know if I'll be back. That's a whole nother show, Rob. I, I know I've said forget Facebook. I'll tell you about it later. But I got to be on one or the other. If I can't be on YouTube, I got to be on Facebook. Because that's 1.1 billion users. So anyway, people have got to realize the power of social media. I, we've talked about is social media dead, da, 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 da. Until there's something better, we don't have a choice. We don't have a choice. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're out of actually, business. Yeah, you're out I of business. That, if you're yeah, I thought that Facebook was actually pushing 2 billion now. Last number I saw it was 1.1 billion, but I could be wrong. Well, that was the last number. Who and how accurate are these numbers anyway, Rob? They get wow. I me. Mean, who knows? Yeah. Right. Wow. So, but but you, you better believe Facebook is taking a ton of people's time. Some people wow. spend seven, eight hours on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, it's well, insane. Well, they constantly check it throughout the day, right? They're yeah. always checking it on their phones. 
constantly. Yeah. And YouTube, people spend hours, you know, how do I do this? Let me watch this. Let me check out that. So, and then also I think, uh, you know, you need to think about, and this is for existing podcasts too. Um, go look at your series description and your genres again. Uh, I mean, obviously if you're a new podcast, you got to create these things. Um, you know, what are your genres? What are the, sh- like we talked about just a minute ago, what are your keywords that you're using? Um, these are all things that you need to put on your, your show page, your website, your search strategies, um, where you're using keywords to be found. I mean, um, these are, these are important, but also writing compelling series descriptions and episode descriptions and, and having good show notes. All these things are important factors though i i would say show notes are probably becoming a little less necessary these days would be my just because i'm just not sure people are spending time with those very much anymore i think getting to the point with them i think is really important alex what do you think about show descriptions it used to be in the early days that those were like critical to success but um i don't know yeah anymore I don't know. I mean, people will say it'll help with your SEO and all that kind of stuff. I mean, if it's visible in a search algorithm area that is looking at them. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I mean, there's been times where I've actually put very little show notes and then I've had actual transcription service at one point getting every word that I said, thinking that might help. I never saw a huge jump in those shows where I had transcribed show notes. And secondly, I think the most important thing, show notes, fine, if you want to put them. I I like to put the show notes just to prove what I'm talking about. Sometimes it's links to articles and things like here's the stats. Um, But I think the most important thing, and people don't spend enough time on it. And a lot of people will just say, you know, episode one of, you know, the XM experience, episode two, the XM experience. But people don't put time in titles, really. And it's just you you got like you do that. I know you spend time because the titles are catchy on the Spreaker live show. I, I spend I don't want to say hours, but I'll spend 20 minutes thinking about a title and I won't like it and I'll have to go back to it and I won't post it because I don't like the title. And yeah. that's why my YouTube channel took off because I had very enticing titles. Usually yeah. a question works, right? Da-da-da-da-da-da, you know, with a question mark or whatever the title is. But people don't put enough a- effort in their titles, Rob. And so if they're talking about something like we're talking about, I mean, today's title could be show – Starting a podcast, episode three of the speaker. You know, but you're not going to have that. You're going to have a, you know what I mean? A, a keyword yeah. rich title. So yeah. titles are important. And I think a lot of people, because here's the thing, especially on Spreaker, the title generates a URL based on the show. Yeah. So if people are going to search for it, you know, th- those keywords that are in your title help it get found on, you know, the behemoth Google. So, yeah. And Bing and the rest. So. Yeah, and if you're launching a new podcast, uh, it's best to launch with a, a preview promo episode at the beginning. It's basically publish episode zero is what, what it is to get your feed up and running. You can get it into all the listening platforms. And it, this is a little trick that big shows have been doing for, uh, for a long time. Is It's almost like a teaser trailer is what you're posting to your podcast. And that basically gives you some time to get your show produced and then um, you set a date in the future to launch your your uh, first episode um, but it's it's something that you can promote and drive attention to you can have a PR um, pitch going to newspapers or to other media out there you can push it out on your social media but you can also the big thing is that you have, uh, with a lot of platforms you have to have at least one episode published before you can get distribution uh, and when I say get distribution, get into iTunes, get into Stitcher, 
all these listening platforms before you officially launch your first episode. So I think this is just a technique that you can use um, to kind of launch your show and give your first episode a, a fighting chance of getting an audience. Um, because yep. if you push your first episode out and you haven't established your distribution, you know, nobody's going to listen to it. Um, so, I mean, unless your, your family wants to listen to it. So <laughs> they um, don't, by yeah, the way. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and obviously through that process, I mean, you have to create your RSS feed in order to get into these platforms. So you need to make sure that those are fully optimized uh, with metadata, uh, specifically in Spreaker, set it to manual version of your RSS feed in the RSS customization area in the CMS tool. Um, and then go in and populate all, all the fields. Make sure that you've selected your three genres that are, that are going to be mapped for iTunes. Um, so you need to really think about your genres. Where's the best genre for you to be in? You know, if you want to create your own website for your podcast, you know, include your podcast. And if you have already have a website, like I was saying earlier, maybe you need to, uh, on your website, maybe you write some articles about the topics in your podcast, maybe get involved in video. These are all things that can create a synergized effect in driving audience to your show. And then, uh, like I, I mentioned a little bit earlier, write a PR pitch, um, that you can pitch to journalists. Maybe you can get on other podcasts. Maybe you can get on radio shows. Maybe you can be a speaker at events, um, all sorts of things that you can do to drive some attention to what you're doing with your show. That's based on your genre and your focus. Um, and then get your show and all the listening platforms, just get it out there. Um, get into Stitcher, get into TuneIn, get into Spotify. Um, well, when they open up submissions again, and which is coming up in the next uh, couple weeks here. And then basically launch your show. Get it off the ground. Have some date in the future that you actually launch that show. And, and do some PR um, outreach uh, about two to three weeks before you launch your first episode to try and get some attention. And just like what I was saying earlier, um, make sure your show is produced in a, like mono or stereo. can be either one. Uh, at a 44.1 megahertz frequency of recording at either 96K or 128K of recording quality is what the standard is these days. And then once you've launched your show, you know, you have the option to set up automated dynamic insertion off of Dynamo or Spreaker to start making some revenue from day one. I mean, um, it's the democratization of monetization now like never before. Uh, you're probably not going to make a lot of money or very much money at the beginning, but at least you're setting expectations with your audience to to actually build um, that expectation that there's going to be advertising in your show, and that can be helpful. I wanted we're we're kind of running out of time here a little bit in the episode today, but uh, I wanted to let everybody know that we we have an important update um, to our terms of service and privacy policy um, at Spreaker, uh, Voxnest, and uh, Block Talk Radio that's coming out right now, starting. May 25th, uh, actually, it's already started the notifications to users on all these platforms. Um, it's going to be necessary for you to review and accept our updated terms of service and privacy policy. Um, this is something that's required for us to do uh, over the next uh, few months uh, or, or over the last few months, uh, I wanted to say. Uh, we've been working hard behind the scenes to improve and make Spreaker's content management system <coughs> fully compliant with the new GDPR policies. That acronym means General Data Protection Regulation. It's coming out of the EU. Um, and it's 
designed basically the GDPR is a new regulation which is aimed at protecting users' digital privacy rights. This is something that's uh, impacting the globe right now, which I think is a positive thing. Every day I get an email from companies I'm not even doing business with anymore. They have my email. It's like, hey, you got to agree to this policy, which is good news because now I'm cleaning up my mailbox and unsubscribing to all these people I don't even bother with. It's a good excuse to decide, you know, who you're going to stay connected with or not, right? But But everybody's doing it. Yeah, I mean, it is good from the standpoint. I know it's been difficult for a lot of technology companies to be compliant with this EU approach, um, and it's going to have an impact on the advertising business too. I mean – a lot of companies have been using information to target um, ads, and this this does make it a little bit more difficult. But it does the benefit is that the users get a little bit more protection of their personal data, and means that you're more in control of your personal data, which Let's I hope think so. is a good it's a good development. And I think um, everybody doing this is required to do it. Um, it's not necessarily a U.S. requirement; it's really an EU requirement that's benefiting the U.S. Um, I guess from that perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. And, but I think it's a good thing as a whole. So they're annoying to get those emails that you have to agree to this or this, you know, thing. But hey, certain companies like Spreaker, I'll do it for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, some of these other companies, I'm just like, eh, I don't use you anymore. Why are you sending me emails? <laughs> well, you know, and one of the, the requirements of the, the GDPR is um, we need to be able to grant permanent removal from the platform of all your your account data so mm. that's that's a requirement now within 30 days of deleting an account that all your information would need to be once you've initiated a deletion request that all the information needs to be deleted from the account i know facebook has had for years where you can delete an account over there but it's always still there right um, oh yeah so, that's yeah. why i couldn't get back on facebook they said, it's not you. Upload a photo. I went through all this stuff, Rob. I, I, whole nother show. I'll tell you offline. But, like, it's it's getting weird. Like, they're, they're getting very strict. They're locking it down. And, uh, the internet, the wild, wild over. YouTube yeah. locked it down. Facebook is doing the same. All these places are. So we'll see how this all uh, pans out. Uh, by the way, just a side note, um, Prager University is suing YouTube to you know because they're a conservative group that's been banned. So we're going to see how that goes, Rob, because you know I'm watching that very closely. So yeah. there's we- weird things are happening legally with the Internet. Yeah. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. We'll see. Well, it's, it's, it's growing up because it's, uh, it's had such an impact on people's lives that yeah. you know, there's government I think is going to get more and more involved. <laughs> wrecking lives have you seen this lawyer that went on a tirade on video his life is ruined that's all due to the internet the internet is unforgiving take it from someone who knows (laughs) that's right but uh we will keep you informed um actually this gdpr also protects children under the age of 16 as well at a heightened level too so we're that's good being compliant with all this stuff and we're going to continue to have transparency to the community around what we're doing here. Um, We did get a comment from Doug Solomon. Um, Can you do a live show and, and not have it save as an episode? Well, you can turn off automatic downloading, but I believe if you do a live show, it does get saved automatically. uh, But then you can uh, go in and delete it right away if you want to so i i know no no let me can you set it to not publish i think that's that's an interesting question i should have looked here 
Uh, I think when you end, uh, yes, I think when you, I'm trying to remember the last time I did a live show. I think when you end the broadcast, Doug, I could talk, I know Doug, so we could talk about this. But I think when you end the broadcast, Rob, Mm -hmm. it gives you the option. It says, do you want to publish this? Mm. So you can select no. I'm I'm pretty sure that's how it works, but I'll have to go back in and check. I don't have it open right now. But yeah, I've done enough live shows to remember. It doesn't have to go out there. Yeah, because I remember I did a show and I had I played some music and I was worried about a copyright. I said, oh, God, I don't want it to be up there. God, the copyright gods will smite me down. So I uh, didn't do it. So, yeah, yeah, you can just not choose to publish the live event, basically. I'll post a response, Doug, in the comment thread, uh, but I'll I'll do a little, little quick research. It's not something that I've enabled, so I haven't looked, so... Um, so anyway, Alex, thanks for doing the show with me. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rob. Thanks. And thank you for listening to the speaker live show today. It's always great to have you with us and, and we won't be back next week with an episode because I'm going to be in Europe, but uh, we'll be back the following week uh, with the speaker live show. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. (laughs) 